Center for Power Rangers, the the location where the where the Green Center was. I was so happy. That's awesome. Yeah, that's rad. You sent me the picture of it, and <laughs> yeah, I, like, I swear to God, I thought you went to the Holocaust Memorial, and I was like, why? Why'd you do this with like your buddy who's visiting in town? Also, why would I tell you that? Like, and like dude, check out where I went today. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, that's a that's a major bummer, man. Major bummer. This is how um, you wanted to spend your Sunday. Yeah, yeah. You flew all the way out of here from Orlando to go to the Holocaust Museum or whatever. I was like, nah. I mean, I, I went for like field trips and stuff, and it is, it's it's poignant and it's yeah. powerful. Yeah. But it's, it's not somewhere I'd go like to show somebody around LA. Absolutely. Yeah. No, no. He's a, he's a big Power Ranger fanatic as well, as am I. I have more tattoos though than him, Power Ranger tattoos. So, so like, yeah, I think I'm cooler. Like, do you think that means you're cooler? <laughs> It means something, but I don't think that's what it is. Yeah, yeah, I was just trying to make myself cool. That's all right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're also clearly still wearing a Dinozord t-shirt. I which, also uh, have my Power Ranger shoes on. Yeah, and observant uh, viewers of the podcast, which is typically an audio format, but we do have a we do have a YouTube. Uh, yeah. that you'd notice we were wearing these same outfits last episode because this is a b- 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 bonus episode. Little bonus mini writing episode we're going to talk to you about how we wrote the songs on low class ep this is the remember the times podcast i'm mitch this is aj that's true i'm sorry to interrupt you please continue i just realized we hadn't introduced the show we besides bonus episode we uh we're gonna talk about last episode we talked about how we recorded our first um demo album as low class and uh now we're going to talk to you about how we wrote it the four songs. It's a four song banger. Um, the process. How yeah. the sausage got made. I mean, obviously, I'm sure it was very in-depth given how young we were. And these are our first, basically our first songs we've ever written. Yeah. And, you know, there's a lot of talk about themes and emotions that we want to evoke in the songs. Concept album. Mm. Absolutely. Yeah. Something that transcends space, time, and sexuality. <laughs> That's definitely what we were going for. Um, the uh, Oh, yeah, by the way. You can hear this on Spotify or Apple Music, 8-Track. You might whatever. like it. We, uh, I, I will listen to these and cringe very hard because it's like, man, I was really, really thought we were doing something yeah. as, as like teenagers. It's, they're not badly written songs, but no. we were, we weren't ready to be playing them, I think. And, and the big emotions, the big feelings right. in the songs is like, really, you thought you were... You, yeah but I mean honestly like any of the bands that we really enjoyed growing up you listen to their early stuff like I think it's all around the same yeah. that kind of thing right. we were just like AFI you're right uh, I wouldn't say that <laughs> but you know exactly. just, you're still finding yourself as well I mean yeah, uh, yeah. let's be real they have a song called Serial Wars on their first album it's we, about it's cereal. about cereals fighting yeah oh, so we should have had a Serial Wars <laughs> so the uh the four four tracks. First one is called My Reply. Um, I believe this was the um sound real O C D here. This was the fifth song we wrote as a band. Yep. I felt we wrote it our freshman year in high school, so we were like fifteen. I felt like this one was a bit of a, a step up. It was it was like it's a, a little more complex. It was a technically like a more interesting song than anything we've written before. Yeah, because because um, we were we were like straight up punk rock, and yeah, this, exactly. this one had like a little a little riffy riff that was, that was happening the whole time. Yeah, I don't know. I felt I felt like I was I felt like I was listening to like Strung Out or something when I was like getting this one together. I so I, I wrote the music, um, James wrote the melody and the lyrics, and then we showed showed you guys Chris and Mitch. Oh yeah, so this is 
James on vocals. Mitch was on bass at this point. I was playing guitar. And my younger brother, Chris, is the drummer. And uh, yeah, so that's that's how this one went. I, um, I do remember originally there was a different bridge. It was just a bunch of power chords. It didn't really go anywhere. And I, we like were never landing it. So I think it was your idea to like break it down and just have the bass do that that line yeah. that was in there, yeah. And that that was that was a change by necessity because yeah, yeah we we never nailed it. We couldn't figure it out. I, I, I like it was just one of those like punk rock progressions. that like, why did I do that? Like it didn't make any sense. It had nothing to do with anything. What's so funny is that it. is that nobody could nail it, and <laughs> yeah. somebody had to write it. <laughs> we just you just admitted on tape to writing it. Yeah, no, no, I, I 100% take credit for this song. I, yeah, I did. I'll take credit for any of any and all uh, mistakes that <laughs> were written in our bands. <laughs> and that was that one. Um, do you remember anything else about this one? My reply, this is. Hmm. I remember like, like really thinking that we had something with it. Because yeah. it was like a new sound for us. And I remember like, you know, I, d- I didn't really pay too much close attention to lyrics or anything like that as we were releasing these songs. Yeah, yeah. But then in retrospect, it was like, this sounds like a straight edge song. Yeah. But like, none of us are straight edge. And it was very much about like being straight edge. Yeah. Kind of. But but straight edge is like not as the ideal, but as the just like, I'm not going to do drugs. I'm yeah, not going to yeah, drink. Yeah. And I was like, we weren't like animals or anything, but we would, we would drink a little bit. You think... Uh... And here I am ending up completely straight edge, so maybe I should have... Uh, sounds like something I would have written, but I did not. Yeah. What does it mean? Yeah. But yeah. Um, I feel you there, James. Yeah. Me too, bro. <laughs> he sips his Ippa. Yeah. So that's that one. Track two is You Don't Understand. Um, Mitch, this was the first song you brought to us almost right away. Mm-hmm. From when you joined, I remember you in our room sitting up against our door um, on our uh, beanbag chair after you showed me the chords and you told me to play and you were just singing the song like <laughs> leaning back like that. Yeah, I have always been like this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it just caught up to me. And uh, I remember, so we had James play the guitar. And I played the bass. I'm assuming just because we thought that the bass, we were still under the impression that the bass needed to be crazy because it wasn't rancid and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I was a little more. Um, we were, we were very. We were in the rancid anti-flag era. Yes, and I was the second best bass player, I guess. Mm-hmm. I, I I think that's fair to say. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because because you know you're guitar, guitar, player, your guitar so. soloing on a bass and like wow what a good bass player. Yeah, yeah. So I did that, and then. Um, I think besides the baseline, I I brought to the table the the woes in the background. I believe mm-hmm. that was my idea, but all the bare bones and all the melodies that was all that was all you, yeah. She, and she's got good bones. Did you write that for us, or had you already written that beforehand? I think I wrote it for the band. Yeah, I, I wasn't writing anything before I was in a band because mm. because as just like a like a bass player sitting at home, there's not really there's no point in writing a song. <laughs> yeah, yeah <laughs> nobody's yeah. gonna hear it until you have a band. So then right, I had a band. Right. And I was just like, all right, I was noodling around. I think. Yeah, right. Yeah. F- feeling in my little pity party, yeah. <laughs> as most of my lyrics ended up being. I was just like, I'm sad. Yeah. Time yeah. to write a sad song. <laughs> well, it, it's a great song, and it was, I would, I dare say, one of the uh, 
our SBNC fan favorites, if you will, if yeah. we had fans. We, we kind of did. Yeah. Our friends liked it. Yeah. <laughs> more than more than most. I feel like we didn't play it live because it was too slow, mm-hmm. but everyone liked that song. Well, because we were very punk rock, so we're not going to play. That was it. Exactly. A Why ballad's not a right word for it, but... The only way you would do that is like Misfit style and just play it super fast live for <laughs> like, no reason. Buck. Yeah, <laughs> which we did see them do. I don't remember anything. Else. I mean, you wrote that one. Anything else you remember about that one? Not really. Yeah, I I think it, it's one of those songs that also listening back, I'm just like, why did anybody help me? This song <laughs> sounds like a cry for help. But I was really a pretty happy kid. Uh, it, yeah. just, it just sounded like a depressed kid wrote it. I mean, uh, even if you weren't like. You know, reaching to those kind of things, like I think, you know, makes for good art. And I, th- I think part, you're, to... you're trying to write the song that sounds like that guy, and so you write the yeah, lyrics yeah. to be a little bit extra sad. Right, 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 right. So like you, know, you just knock all emotions up to eleven. Totally, this one goes to eleven. But so that song, I remember specifically, like I I remember making my whole family listen to the EP after we'd recorded oh, yeah. it while we were like on a on a trip somewhere like up to my grandma's house or something <laughs> and I remember my older brother saying like what do you have to be so sad about like <laughs> you live in Hermosa Beach like you, you got everything yeah, I was like shut up you wouldn't understand <laughs> I didn't I, I think I was just like I don't, I don't want to talk anymore I like looked out the window for the rest of the trip and I was like fuck he got me <laughs> yeah. Dude, high school is freaking rough regardless yeah, but we weren't like I wasn't like bullied or anything no not particularly uh, a little bit are you counting me no <laughs> that, that continued into what am I 36 <laughs> five seconds ago <laughs> October <laughs> um no I, I was talking more about getting getting shoved with the punks can't be jocks bro oh yeah that, that was that was great but I never considered that bullying that was more like oh this guy wants to fight me that but I don't want to fight guy. anybody yeah yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. High school was fine. I mean, I just didn't know what that. I wouldn't was going do it on. again, but it was fine. Nah, nah. Mm. Especially not know. now with their TikToks. Oh my god, I can't oh. even imagine. And their stickers. I was just telling my mom how I cheated in middle school because I never told her how I like did a lot of <laughs> past a lot, <laughs> but like I don't even know how you could do that now with like phones. And I don't get it. I would not want to. Yeah, you could. Live you could have life. AI write your essays for you now. It's terrible. I don't know. Anyways. In my day, computers were for computing and that's it. We used to have a, um, in seventh grade, we had a vocabulary quiz every Monday and we had to like write down the description of the words or something. Mm-hmm. And I would write the answers, write them on my leg under my shorts and then I would just pull up my shorts and look real quick and then put it down. <laughs> <laughs> so I passed that one. Yeah. But anyways. Yeah, that was the start of your tattoo obsession, bro. They should have saw it coming. I used to write Aussie on my fingers all the time. <laughs> so cool. Before basketball so practice? Probably. Or after. Both. Mm. <laughs> A little touch up. Yeah. So that was You Don't Understand. And now here we are. We're back to Flob. Flobo. For a lack of better options. So um, we had this folder. I still have this folder, by the way. Oh shit! You and James and I like it's just full of set list ideas and lyrics, song ideas, and it just grew over time. It's huge, but you and James would just literally just write down. It's like on you know shitty paper, and hand them to me, but with no like 
no song in mind. They were literally just lyrics or poems, whatever you, you want to say. And I would just take them and start shaping them into songs if you guys hadn't. Mm-hmm. I don't know if we ever talked about this or this just happened. I, I remember that one day you were just like, hey, remember this one that you wrote? Like, like I remember, yeah. here's the music to it. Okay, yeah. Maybe. So, I mean, th- this actually happened a lot. I think this might have been the first time. But so, so yeah, Mitch wrote the lyrics to this song. And I just, one night, just picked this one out and started going for it. Um, the lyrics go really, really fast in the verses. And that's because I, I think, like, the first line, I, I, I already had the melody. It's like, oh, this works. And then I didn't cut or rework any line i just left all the words and it's like <laughs> yeah, oh it wouldn't make sense to change the words like let's nah, just not jam all. them all in there. yeah so it, i mean i think it actually works pretty well but um it made it unique yeah it was like it's like two minutes and 30 seconds but this one was a definite fan favorite there's a lot of uh chanting backup vocals and this was the one that my dad made us record an alternate version because it said fuck you too many times radio edit radio edit yeah and uh i even wrote I wrote the bass line and everything. We had James play bass. I think the only thing I remember James adding was like this patented Doyle slide, like Doyle from this. It's like, <laughs> he just did that once. And that was like, that's the, that's the, a punk rock solo right there. Basically. Yeah, it's called flavor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, um, I mean, I guess that's really the only stuff. Do you remember anything else about that one? Like, no, not particularly. I, I remember, um, I remember it being a lot of fun to play live because yeah. all of our friends learned all the chanting. <laughs> so every time we'd hit the bridge, we'd have everybody going, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> Just a bunch of, a bunch of like kids from Little Manhattan kids. and Hermosa beach, like 15 years old. Like so awesome. Fuck yeah. <laughs> that one was really fun to play. I don't know why I chose to sing it, but, uh, I don't know why we put me on the guitar. I, okay. The only thing I was thinking about this, the only thing I can come up with is that we didn't think James could do that intro riff. So we had you play the bass. The bass was actually a little more complicated than the guitar besides that. Mm. But that's the only thing I can come up with. I, I don't know that I've ever actually like thought about that logically before. But yeah, like, yeah. We, I was the bass player. Mm-hmm. James was the guitar player, singer. You were the guitar player. And then we, for some reason, James and me switched instruments for that song and let you sing. For two songs. Yeah, one other song. But we'll come up to that later. But yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. But that's what we did. And... uh the last one, uh, this one was written entirely by me, uh, my punk rock opus. I, if any of you are not familiar with the punk rock genre, genre um, short songs are they're pretty cool to do. Like a lot of bands do that. There was this compilation called Short Music for Short People, and, and we wanted to do that. I wrote a forty-four second song. Um, it's called Put It in Perspective. This was my first time writing lyrics, and. Uh, yeah, it's it's so short. It's, Tried to write the shortest song that you could. Yeah, without doing the like the Blink One Eighty Two thing. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, like, there's a lot of parts to it. A lot of it happens. So I don't even know if it feels like forty four seconds, but it it, it truly is forty four second song. Um, I know James. I had it more of like Black Flag, like yelling style, and James put in a little more melody to it's, it. It's kind of like kind of like Black Flag meets the Vandals or Gutter exactly, Mouth. Exactly. Yeah, he he, made, he put in more in that in that realm. Um, which I think was probably a good call, but I was just, yeah, I was just more like talking it. And then, uh, I liked your baseline a lot that you wrote that, 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 uh, spiced it up a bit. Yeah. That's why I do. Yeah. You know, and then Chris wrote, couldn't the, remember uh, it for the life of me if he asked. 
I remember it. <laughs> I don't know why I remember it, but that's I why it. you're in charge of running all the overviews of the show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I sit here and go, "Oh shit, we did that. We did that. Oh yeah. my god." Yeah, you're gonna be surprised about a lot of things. <laughs> yeah, I'm not even really at, at this point in our story. I'm not even really drinking. Yeah, yeah. So it gets uh gets real bad. <laughs> cool, can't wait. <laughs> the future episodes are gonna have like a bunch of random cuts in them. Like, oh, that's where I told you to pull an entire chunk of the story out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Retroactively. Nah, nah. I won't embarrass anybody too bad. Dude, I'm gonna run for president someday. Yeah. And this might this might torpedo my chances. If I mean, luckily you don't remember anything. If there's anything you remember that's embarrassing for me, you're you're more than welcome to, to go for it. But yeah. Nah, I don't nah. remember shit. <laughs> just kinda your clear. just kinda your whole general vibe. <laughs> your whole general outlook on life. <laughs> but I'm psyched. So kill some birds. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. So that's our mini episode. That's how we wrote those four songs. Recorded in 2002. You can listen to it on Spotify. It's the first time on the internet. It's a, it's a wild thing. <laughs> Man, it's a wild thing. 2002, like, the, was the internet even around then? Barely. Barely. I, I do remember being told to make a MySpace page for our band because they're like, this is going to be huge. Like, everybody's going to be on MySpace. Is that in 2002? I don't no. think it was 2002. That, that's probably later. That later. Yeah. We had a website. Yeah, sbncwhat.com. Yeah, uh, which I can you can still find if you go on the internet wayback machine. Like, took, really, it took snapshots of the internet at certain Whoa. periods, and you can find it. There's um, all the pages are under construction because we never finished the website. That's awful. Yeah, it was, yeah, pretty, well, it was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. so you did it. You, you you made us a website. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, you know, well, I've always kind of been the tech guy. Yeah. It's, like, <laughs> it's not like a big deal. Well, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, uh, uh, that was our b- 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 bonus episode. We're not calling it a mini episode because it was a friggin' bonus, and you're welcome. You're welcome. You learned how to write punk rock. Yeah. In 2002. That's it. Now, now go forth and make punk rock in 2002. Yeah. We'll see you the next episode. We are finally entering 2003. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Some crazy, crazy shit happens here. Yeah. Cool. Well, thanks for listening, guys. See you at the next one. Bye-bye.